the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the word? Praise Him. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in Sunday, San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast and I pray as being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. It's called being imitators of Christ. The Bible tells all of us who are blessed to be a part of the body of Christ, to be imitators of Christ. One of the many reasons why we're told to be imitators of him is because Jesus is the head of the church. By design, the head leads and guides the rest of the body in the direction that it should go. The body is supposed to follow the leading and direction of the head by going in the direction and doing what it is the head said. God designed the body of Christ to operate the exact same way. We Christians who are the body of Christ are supposed to do the same as our head, Jesus Christ. We're to follow the lead of our head and do whatever our head, Jesus, communicates to us, his body, that we should do. Whatever the head does, we're supposed to follow and do. Whatever the head doesn't do, we're supposed to follow his lead and not do too. That's because being imitators of Christ is what God the Father told all of us, his children, we ought to do. God wants us to be imitators of Christ. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called being imitators of Christ. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. Is anybody listening to me up in here? God's given us injunctions by way of that word. And he's telling us, this is what I don't want you to do. Why? Because I don't, want to, I don't want you to lose your freedom. I don't want you to lose what you already have. I'm trying to get something to you. I don't want you to miss out on the opportunity to get what I got for you. But in order to do that, you have to submit yourself to what I'm saying to you. Come on, y'all. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. Is anybody hearing me up in here? It's an injunction that God gives to me and you. God is the judge who issues to us injunctions that require us to do or refrain from doing particular acts. But it's our love for God that inspires us to keep the conjunction. That's why he attached the two. He didn't put them in separate verses. He attached the two. Let's read it again. Verse three. He said in verse three, for this is the love of God that we keep his commandments and his commandments are not grievous. Why do you attach it with an and? Because I want you to understand, it's not just that he's going to give you an injunction of what to do, but understand what you do ain't going to be grievous, especially since the love of God is already in you. See, it's the love of God that keeps the commandments from being grievous. But when the commandments are grievous, it demonstrates a lack of love. Because if the love was there, it'd be the easiest thing in the world to do what God said do. The word grievous means weighty. It means it's weighty. That is burdensome. It's grave. It's weighty. It's like it's, it's so heavy to care. It's so hard to care. It's burdensome. Oh, Lord. 
his grave. It's just, oh my God, I got to do the will of God. Oh my God, I got to do what God said, do. Oh my God, I got to go to church. Oh my God, I got to give. Oh, no, you don't got to, precious. You get to. God is opening the door to you to be able to step into so much more to what he has in store for you. Everybody got a mission. Satan's mission is to steal, kill, and destroy. God's mission is to make you a blessed woman, a girl, or boy. Are you listening to me up in here? He came that you might have life and that you're having more abundantly. So since his mission is for you to have life, then everything he's going to tell you is going to be so that you can have life. Jesus is a, the God is a, is a burden remover and a yoke destroyer. I, did you hear me? I said he's a burden remover and a yoke destroyer. Then therefore, if he tells you to do anything, it's to remove the burdens, not place burdens upon you. It's not the burden to do what God said do. It's a burden if you don't do what God said do. That's when the burden kicks in for me and you. Are you listening to me? God is a burden remover and a yoke destroyer. What's burdensome is the result of not doing what God said do. Therefore, anything that God tells us to do is it's for the purpose of keeping us from being burdened. Not to burden me and you. It's to keep you from being burdened. Because God, remember, has an advantage you don't have. He can see the end from the beginning. And so since he can see the end from the beginning and he loves you, because remember, the only reason why you can love God is because he loved you first. And so what he does is because of his love for you, he'll tell you the end from the beginning. And he'll probably bring it in a nice, concise way. Don't do this. Do that. For example, in scripture, he says, flee fornication. He don't get into no long doctoral dissertation on it, no 75-page doctoral dissertation on it about fleeing fornication. He don't tell you nothing about baby mama drama, baby daddy drama. Is this really your baby drama? He don't tell you nothing about that. He, he, he don't get into all of that. He don't get into child support, praise God, and, 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 and you spending your days in court. He don't get into all of that. He leave all that alone. All, he don't deal with the fact that you sitting over there looking like puff daddy, puff mama, because you've been crying all the time, because, you know, and then your baby don't know their mama, and their baby don't know their daddy, and then they go out and try to hang out with sweet daddy out in the street, praise God, because, because they didn't have daddy in the house. They, he don't talk about all that. All he say is flee fornication. He make it nice and simple, real concise. Two words, flee, run away, fornication, what you wanted to lay. Are you listening to me? And he makes it real simple for you. Ain't nothing hard about that. That's a real simple thing to do. Unless you don't love God like you ought to. That's why he put his love all up on the inside of you. To make sure you have more than enough love to easily do what he says do. Because if that love's on the inside of you, that will not be grievous to be able to do what God says do. Is he listening to me? It won't be burdensome. The word burdensome means oppressively heavy. Onerous troublesome and hard to bear you know being a christian is hard to bear it's just hard to be a christian no it's hard not to be a christian let me get this let me get this right the wages of sin is death let me see wages is sin because you got to work at it but the gift of god is eternal life all i got to do is receive it which one's harder to work or receive so sin is attached to work. Are you listening to me up in here? Duh. It's, it, 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 which one? But the devil got us fooled, making us thinking that the Christian way is the hard way. You know, it's hard to be a Christian. No, it's hard to decide to be a Christian when you don't love God like you ought to do. It's hard to decide to do what God said do when you don't know what you ought to do. 
Can I give you some revelation? I'm telling you, this, this is the revelation that I got a long time ago. I love y'all, so I'm going to go ahead and give you some revelation. Anybody here want some revelation? Praise God. I'll give it to you and the rest of the people, you just get it whether you want it or not. Praise God. When I got flown again, I found out some powerfully impressive revelation. God was giving me like mega revelation from the day I got born again. From the day I got born again, I was re- receiving mega revelation. I mean, it's just been flooding and flowing ever since then. Let me tell you one of the first things he taught me. Anybody want to know what the first thing he taught me? He's smarter than me. Now you laughing about that, but you don't act like that. Because you're always second guessing what he do and questioning whether that's what you ought to do and and, and calling everybody else to see if that's what you ought to do. Brother, pray right. And sister, do know every scripture or at least act like she know every scripture. Praise God. You're still talking to all them and stuff like that because you still haven't figured out God no more than you. Because a lot of us are still telling God what we ought to do or how he ought to be God over me and you. Look, this is how I want you to do it, God. And we give him his list of how he ought to do it. Like he your cabin boy or something. God says, excuse me, I'm Lord. I call the shots. Are you listening to me over here? But you'll do that if you don't really believe God knows more than you. But when you get the revelation of the fact that God knows more than you, it'll open up a tremendous door for you. I found out another revelation. You ready for this one? He always right. That's like mind boggling for you. It really is. Because some of us think what God told us to do was wrong. But it's always right. And so since it's always right, then that means I'm the one that's probably wrong. That's like part B of that revelation. If he's always right, then that means I'm wrong. <laughs> Hallelujah. But all I got to do is line up with what he said, and now I'm right. Real simple. Praise God. God no more than me. He always right, which is the other side. He never wrong. Praise God. Hallelujah. I mean, you can, you can, you can win some stuff with two revelations like that. There was a third one that's trying to come back to me right now. Lord, give it back to me. Praise God. But there was a third one. But them two, you can, you can take over a planet with those. Praise God. Just do what God said do because God's always right. But a lot of us don't know that. We don't believe that. We don't, we don't, we don't really think that. Praise God. Hallelujah. Here's another one. God, God knows the end from the beginning. Now, when I found that out, I was like, you telling me the truth? You mean before stuff happened, you already know how it's going to happen? You already know what's going to happen before it happens? Why don't you tell a brother what's going to happen then? <laughs> now, I was illegal when I first learned this. I was like, well, tell me what the number going to be tomorrow. Praise God. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> what horse going to win here, Lord? Are you my son of my heart? Show me what horse is going to win. I, I found out he don't tell you stuff like that. Praise God. <laughs> I found out the hard way. Praise God. He don't tell you stuff like that. Praise God. But he don't want you to. Because you can't use what God gives you to do what the devil wants you to do. Amen. Like some of y'all still trying to play, pray somebody else's husband out of they, they, the way from their wife into your life. And, hallelujah. Let me help you. That prayer ain't going to work. Praise God. You know, that, that, angels ain't going to move on that prayer. Praise God. Amen. Some of y'all trying to pray your spouse out your house. Amen. That, that ain't going to work either. Praise God. Oh, Lord. That ain't, that's two down, two down. Praise God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Don't get mad at me while I say this one. Y'all ready for it? Can you handle the truth? You pre praying God, you pre praying God for money that you don't give. Hallelujah. God say, I gotta go against my word to give you. 
Because I said, if you give, it'll be given back to you. I didn't say it'd be given to you and you do what you want to do. I said, if you give, it'll be given back to you. I didn't. You see, I told you, you couldn't handle the truth. Praise God. Let's just go on back up here and get back into this message. Praise. Oh, look, you want more truth? I got more truth. Praise God. <laughs> Hallelujah. See, it's not grievous to do what God said do. The only question is, is are you willing to do what God wants you to do? It's the love of God that makes it so easy to do what God said do. Now, I'm going to read it out of some other versions. That might be a little helpful to you. So reading the same verse, uh, 1 John chapter 5, verse 3. I'm going to read it out of a few more versions. Here's one. It's the 20th century New Testament. 20th century. Let's bring it to the 20th century. Praise God. Let's see what he says. It says, for the love of God is to lay his commandments to heart, and his commandments are not burdensome. He said, the love of God is to lay his commandments to heart and his commandments are not burdensome. See, it's not burdensome to do what God wants us to do or, or not to do what God wants us not to do when God's commandments are laid to our heart. That's one of the differences between the Old Testament and the New Testament. One of the reasons why they kept breaking it in the Old Testament is because it was external. It was written on a hard stone and it was hard to carry. It was big, big stones, big rocks. It was hard. Praise God, which meant that it has the capability of falling and breaking. That's why when Moses came down from the mountaintop, it immediately broke. Why? Because God gave him a word, but it was still external. And that's how it is with most people is that the word of God is still external to you. It's something that you're trying to carry, you're trying to do. But God said, no, I want to put it on the inside of you. Because when God testified of the New Testament, he says that I'm going to change your heart. And he said, I'm going to write my word in your heart. He said, because once that thing gets in you, it gets in your heart like it's supposed to be. You'll now have a heart to do what God says do. Because the problem is, is too many people are trying to do what they don't yet have a heart to do. Is anybody hearing me up in here? You really got a heart to do something else, not what God said do. That's why you might do it for a day or two, but you end up not doing it later on down the line because it really was never the heart of you. See, when your heart becomes God's heart, let me rephrase, when God's heart becomes your heart, and when you have a heart to do what God said do, now it's easy to do what he said do. The problem is, is trying to live up to something that you don't have the heart for. Are you listening to me? Are you listening to me? Hallelujah. But it's easy to do what you got the heart for. Like I used to slap and smack poke and stuff like that. You know, especially, you know, amen. I had a heart for that. Praise God. Amen. But, but see, now that I'm born again, <laughs> I have a heart to love people. Praise God. But don't mess with me, though. Praise God. <laughs> but I got a heart to love folk. Praise God. I got a heart. I didn't have a heart for that before. I didn't. Trust. I didn't. It would have been burdensome for me to try to do it. See, when we lay God's law to heart, it demonstrates our love to him. Because it says, for the love of God is to lay his commandments to heart. It is to lay it to God. That when we hear what God says do, we make it a part of our hearts. We make sure that it's deep within our heart. Because we fill, it, we fill our heart with what God said to me and you. We will then do what God said to Let me read it out of the Bible in basic English. I'm going to just make it basic English. The Bible in basic English, it renders it this way. It says, for loving God is keeping his law, and his laws are not hard. Loving God, for loving God is keeping his laws. I like that. It is keeping his laws. See, ain't nothing hard about keeping God's laws when you love him, when you love God. Ain't nothing hard about it. See, one of the things that causes keeping God's laws from being hard in the middle of our life is hard to do in the middle of our life is our love for God. Because our love for God makes it easier to do. Come on, think about it. Think about an example. When we... Well, excuse me, when we don't really care for a person, we don't like them, much less love them, praise God, then anything they tell us to do is going to be difficult for us to do. Why? Because we don't like them. 
No hands, please. You ever had a boss you didn't like? And they give you a simple assignment. You be grumbling. You don't want to do it. Take all day, all night to do it. If you get it, do it. And when you do it, you ain't going to do it right. Why? Because I don't care nothing about you. But let's take that same thing. A person that you love come back and tell you the same thing. You'll do it without a problem. In fact, you'll do it with a smile on your face. Why? Because you love them like that. And see, because love changes how hard it is to do what you said do. Because if a person that you love do it, then you'll be glad to do it. That's why God says that all things are supposed to be done as unto me, not as unto man, what I service. When I say me, I'm talking about God. God says do all things unto God, not as unto man, what I service. Why? Because he know how hard it is for you to be a good employee for people you can't stand. And so you're going to end up being the wrong woman and man. But God says do it just like I said. If I asked you to do it, would you do it? All of us would say resoundingly, yes, Lord, I'll do whatever you want me to do. Then God said you do it for who you work for just like you was doing it for me then. Why? Because he know you love him, even though you don't love them. Well, that's the way it is, because love changes how hard it is to do things. So if it becomes difficult to do what God says do, love alert, love alert. Boop, boop. It's like that light blinking on the car. You know that idiot light? Praise God to be blinking on the car. I used to like gauges, personally, because they tell you as it's getting there. Nowadays, they got idiot lights. That means when the light come on, idiot, it's too late already. Praise God. Amen. Anyway. Let me read it out of the Montgomery New Testament. Montgomery New Testament puts it this way. It says, for loving God means obeying his commandments. And his commandments are not irksome. Man, I like this translation. It says, for loving God means obeying his commandments. And his commandments are not irksome. See, it tells, the reason why I like this verse is because it tells me that loving God is equal to obeying his commandments. So I know how much I love God by how much I obey God. It's so easy. See, I, brothers in the house go, Rrr. men like stuff objective. We just like, give me the bottom line. What do I do? What do I not do? What do I do? Just, I just want to know. It needs to make sense, though. I need to be able to say A, B, C, D. Okay, good. Let's go. And now I know what to do. Praise God. So this is a man's kind of verse right here. Praise God. He said, loving God means obeying his so now you ain't got to worry about, you know, am I ooey-gooey enough? Am I ooey-gooey enough? See, you don't need to be ooey-gooey. You need to be dewey-dewey. Just do what he says do. Because that shows how much you love God. Are you listening to me up in here? But the opposite is equally true. And that is not obeying his commandment means not loving God according to the scriptures. See, I like this translation. Here's another reason why I like it too. I like this translation also because it tells me the mindset I should have about keeping God's commandments. The mindset I should have. And what is that? That it's not irksome. Ain't nothing irksome about doing what God said do. The word irksome means annoying, irritating, exasperating. You know, when you go into asthma attacks when it comes time to do what God said do. Go to church. Just carry a spray with you, baby. Hit it a couple of times and get your butt up and come to church. Praise God. Does anybody hear me up in here? Y'all don't want to work with me. Y'all praise God. <gasps> Having seizures. Eyes rolling up in your head, looking all up at the tiles at the top. Tiresome. It's not tiresome doing what God said do. I'm tired of doing what God said do. I'm tired. Well, then go ahead and get jacked up by the devil then. Praise God. Those are your options. You got, you're either going to get blessed by God or jacked by the devil. Which one you want? Praise God. It ain't nothing deep about this. Ain't nothing tiresome about doing what God said do. In fact, 
if it's annoying to you for me to tell you what God said do, if it irritates you to do what God said do, love alert, love alert, love alert, it is empty. Because you're supposed to be excited to find out what God said do. See, the you on the inside of you is pumped while I'm preaching. Talk to him and ask him or her. Don't, you on the inside of you is pumped while I'm talking. Because that's the one that's connected to God if you're born again. That's the one that's fused together together, that's wrapped up, tied up, tangled up with God. That's that one up in there, praise God. And that one right there is like every time I'm preaching, they're like, preach, young man, teach, young man. He high-fiving himself. That's what I'm talking about. That's the one on the inside. It's one on the outside that's rolling his eyes at me right now. It's, it's one on the outside, especially when I get to the one that you do or don't do. You're like, oh, there he goes. That's when the asthma attack starts and stuff all of a sudden. Triggers it off. Are you listening? Your breathing go all bad. I, that's when it starts. But when that irksome feeling occurs to you, that's telling you more than you want to know. Because it's telling you. Here's where your problem is, right here. Some of y'all are like, he keep preaching the same thing every week. I wish he would preach something different. He preached the same. I do preach something different every week. It's just that you don't know how God operates. How God operates is he ain't moving on to the next thing until you accept that thing and do something about it. Are you listening to me up in here? Because A come before B and B come before C. He ain't going down to Z and start fixing stuff until he come back and start working on A. Once you accept A, go back and listen to the, all, all the tapes again. You'll find out I, I preached a different message every week. But God kept saying the same one to you because he ain't going to change until you change. Are you listening to me? I'm going to teach you about God. Whether you want to know about it. He ain't changing. I remember, I'm going to give you testimony. I remember, I remember, I remember a long, 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 long time ago when I first got born again and I told you I was a bookie. Praise God. It's already passed the statute of limitations so I can talk about it. Praise God. I had to check that out. But I didn't want to incriminate myself. Praise God. Hallelujah. And then when I moved to, to Texas from Michigan, praise God, I had to check their statute of limitation. Because I don't want to get down here and find out they got three more years on the statute of limitation than I got down there. And then I end up in jail down here. Praise God. So I had to wait. Praise God. And then after I hit the, the right date, I can start testifying. Praise God. <laughs> a long, long time ago. When I, when I first came into the body of Christ, I was a straight-up bookie. I'd give you odds on anything. Two roaches running. Didn't matter. Praise God. I, I mean, I, that's just what I did. Praise God. I bet. Uh, my money was from taking other people's money because bets are a fool's bets. But see, I didn't tell you that. I just told you, you know, that you got a chance to win. Come on, you go win. You go win. But what you was really doing is feeding my pocket because all those bets are just fool's bets. Are oh, you listening to me up in here? Amen. All gambling is stupid. You know, it's up, it comes from the devil he, who is the spirit of stupid. All gambling is stupid. This is not God's way. And that includes your scratch-offs, all them. That is not God. Praise God. That includes your lottery. Uh, y'all was y'all, y'all was excited a minute ago. Why you why you looking at me like that? All that is fool's best. I know because I was the fool you. I was the person you was giving your money to. Amen. So I know what it is. That's why I gave you six hundred to one odds because I already know you not winning. Well, that's all that we have time for today. I hope that you were blessed by what the Word of God had to say. I hope that you learned a little bit more about what God wants all of us to be. That is images of the God who made you and me. I hope even more that you're learning about the things that we can do to be better imitators of God like he wants us all to do. So let's do what God wants us to do. 
and be imitators of him like we have the privilege to do. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just go to the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'd be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. But it's always best if you can get it live. So if you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and see us. Word of Faith Christian Center is located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 6.45, Saturday afternoons at 4.30, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just go to the church office and arrange a ride. If you need a ride, we'll be glad to come and get you. So come on through. You'll be blessed if you do. I guarantee you. And to all the sisters in San Antonio and surrounding areas, if your desire is to draw closer to the Lord this year, we have something for you to do that'll help that happen. We invite all the sisters in San Antonio and surrounding areas to come out to our Blessed Women of God Breakfast Fellowship this Saturday morning. It's an all-you-can-eat breakfast at the Brothers from Word of Faith. Prepare for the Sisters of Word of Faith. That's the best breakfast in town. It's one of my sisters that you don't want to turn down. Then after we feed you naturally, we're going to feed you spiritually too. With a powerful word from God, straight from heaven, just for the sisters. That's including you. There's no charge, but a free will offering will be taken. It starts at 9.30 a.m. sharp and it ends at 12 noon. Don't be late. This if you want to play. Child care is provided at no charge. Need a ride? VIP transportation service is available for this too. Don't miss this awesome opportunity to allow the brothers a word of faith to treat you like the queens you are. By preparing for you and serving you a breakfast fit for the royalty you are. So come on through and bring a couple sisters with you when you do. You'll be so glad you did and they will too. So come on through and let us be a blessing to you at the Blessed Women of God Breakfast Fellowship this Saturday morning at Word of Faith SA. I guarantee you that you'll be blessed. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.